Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Trena. Happy to have you here on this Wednesday. It is December 30th, a couple days before the end of the year, and Happy to be uh, still bringing you football content this week. And today's show is brought to you in part by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch the season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate football fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Okay, folks, so on today's show, we're going to do a little bit of a grab bag. We're going to do uh, three segments. I've got three topics that I'm going to talk about. And uh, the last segment, actually, I'm going to clean up some leftover Twitter Tuesday questions that came in after I had recorded yesterday's show. So uh, we'll take care of you guys, like I promised. And I want to start off the segment by talking about Daniel Jones. Now, I've written about this a lot over on Giants Country. I find it quite amusing that head coach Joe Judge, after going literally months without saying Daniel Jones's name, now all of a sudden, at least twice, has, has offered unsolicited praise of the quarterback. And... I'm not really sure, and I know this is going to sound terrible, but I'm not really sure what Daniel Jones has done to earn that. I mean, so far, okay, Judge said, for example, that Daniel Jones has shown he's tough in the pocket, that he can stand up to, um, you know, the hits and all that good stuff, that he's a leader in the huddle, all great stuff, all things that you would expect from your quarterback. But for me, you know, I think of a franchise quarterback and I think of someone who can basically load the team on his shoulders and carry them to the finish line. And former general manager Ernie Accorsi, who I had the pleasure of speaking for, speaking with, uh, for my book, The Big 50, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants, when we were talking about Eli Manning and that whole trade, and I kept saying, you know, I kept asking Ernie, what made you sure that Eli was your guy, that Eli was going to be great? And he basically said that, you know, the true mark of a, of a franchise quarterback is can that guy, when the chips are down and, and the game and, or the season is on the line or the championship is on the line, can he take you to the finish line and get you that win? And we haven't really seen that yet from Daniel Jones. Now, you know, I thought maybe last week would be a good opportunity, but really the offense didn't get a bit much of a chance for him to, to show his thing. But, you know, Daniel Jones to me thus far hasn't been horrible. I mean, there's been worse quarterbacks this team has had, but I, my jury is still out on him. I'm not so sure that he's done anything out of the ordinary that he really, you know, that, that you wouldn't expect from a quarterback. And, you know, you have good quarterbacks and you have great quarterbacks. And I know it's unfair probably to compare him to Eli Manning, but you just knew when Eli was at his, 
was in his prime and you needed him, you know, for a fourth quarter win or whatever, that he would, he would deliver. Jones, you can't really say the same thing about him. Um, you know, he's, he's, there's, there's just something about his leadership that's very different. And I don't know if it's just, you know, the demeanor that he gives off or what, but I, I need to see more. You know, I, I, I get what Judge is probably trying to do. And again, keep it in the back of your mind. The judge once said that he'll never say anything negative about any of the players or the team because, um, he's just not going to air the dirty laundry, if you will, out in public. So when he, pays these guys compliments and stuff like that, I think we have to take it with a bit of a grain of salt because, you know, he, he went on record as saying that he's never going to, you know, talk poorly about anybody. And, you know, nor should he, to be honest with you. But, you know, I think in this instance, you have to let your eyes be your guide. And this is a golden opportunity this weekend for Daniel Jones once and for all to put to rest any questions about his ability to be a franchise quarterback. If he can lead this team to victory, and P.S., yes, I know he's still hobbled. Um, he's not going to be 100%, but you know what? In week 17, who is 100%? You know, if my fearing, feeling is, is if he's out there and he's playing, he's got to do, you know, what you would normally expect him to do. And if he can't do that, if he can't deliver that this weekend, then the Giants better give some serious thought as to what they have here. And, you know, is this kid, you know, does he have what it takes? You know, Phil Sims, I think back to when he was a rookie, Phil Sims didn't exactly have, you know, top flight receivers. And if I remember correctly, Phil Sims didn't have a good offensive line in front of him either. Um, none of that stuff came together for him until I want to say the late 1980s. And he was injured a lot because of that. Now, can Daniel Jones become the next Phil Sims? You know, a guy who had had some bumps early on in his career and then, you know, found his stride once he got, you know, some better receiving options and a better offensive line? Well, let's hope so. Otherwise, the Giants have wasted the last three years. And gosh, I don't know about you, but I don't want to have to start all over again with a new quarterback. So I'm hoping Daniel Jones can quiet his critics and show that he is capable of being a franchise quarterback. Folks, you're listening to Locked on Giants with Patricia Trena on this Wednesday grab bag. We're going to take our first break. And when we come back, more topics here on the Locked on Giants podcast. Hey, Giant fans. I want to tell you about DoorDash, a food delivery service that I find myself using a lot of these days when I'm so busy that I barely have time to do anything other than write. Well, when it's mealtime and me or my husband well, when it's mealtime and my husband and I get hungry, all we do is we fire up our DoorDash app and from there we can order whatever it is we are craving from the safety and security of our home. And best of all, DoorDash's professional delivery drivers make sure that whatever we order, it gets to us quickly as possible so that we can enjoy a fresh, hot meal just as if we were dining in at the restaurant. With DoorDash's app, Everything is done electronically, and I can specify contactless delivery of my order. I can also track the order in real time so that we can get the table set for any number of meals from our local favorite restaurants. 
So take it from me. If you're a busy person who doesn't have time to stop to whip up a meal, DoorDash is for you. And right now, as a listener to Locked on Giants podcast, you can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDON at checkout. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKEDON. That's one word, L-O-C. K-E-D-O-N, DoorDash, bringing you what you crave. Hey, New York Giant fans, this is Patricia Traina, host of the Locked on Giants podcast. And I'm here to tell you a little bit about my new book, The Big 50, New York Giants, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants. This book is a comprehensive collection of stories and events highlighting some of the most memorable moments in the New York Giants franchise history, including unforgettable moments like the four Super Bowls, the Eli Manning trade, the greatest game ever played, the transformation of head coach Bill Parcells, Lawrence Taylor, Harry Carson, and so many more. The book also takes you behind the scenes on some of the franchise's changing moments, such as the fumble, the passings of Wellington Mara and Bob Tisch, the final farewell of the old Giants Stadium, and so much more. Featuring 50 chapters and over 300 pages of rich storytelling and detail complete with loads of photos, this paperback will transport you back in time to the memories as they unfolded and give you a look behind the scenes at some of the men who made them happen. With a foreword written by former general manager Ernie Accorsi, the Big 50 New York Giants is a must-have for every New York Giants fan. So be sure to pick up your copy today at Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, or wherever else books are sold. And thank you for your support. Welcome back, Giant fans, to segment two of Locked on Giants. And betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked on Bets podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, in this segment, folks, I want to talk a little bit about the upcoming game against Dallas, and in particular, two things that have me, um, let's say, concerned. Uh, the first one, obviously, is the pass rush. Now, the Cowboys, they have Demarcus Lawrence on one side. He's going to go up against Cameron Fleming at that right tackle spot. And they have Randy Gregory on the other side. I think he will face um, Andrew Thomas. And one of the things I am really concerned about, besides the fact that over the last three games, the Giants offensive line has given up a whopping 15 sacks is this whole concept of can they handle a stunt? And in the media sessions with the assistant coaches on Tuesday, Googs, coach, uh, offensive line coach Dave DiGuglielmo, I'm, I'm getting better at it. I am. Um, Googs, uh, said that, you know, that was one of the things that they've struggled with. Now, this is something. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to ask him. I am going to see if I I can get this in with Jason Garrett this week. But I seriously wonder just how much of a favor the Giants are doing themselves 
with this rotation. You know, I think there's, there's a lot of merit to the fact that, you know, you keep continuity amongst the same five offensive linemen and they learn each other's habits, how they think, how they react and whatnot. And when you start messing with that, now you insert a little guesswork. And I just wonder how much of that has been at play for the Giants' struggles in picking up stunts and blitzes. And you better believe that the Cowboys, after seeing what the, the Baltimore Ravens did to the Giants on, on tape in last week's game, you better believe that the Cowboys are going to probably come at them with a few twists and stunts and things that the Giants haven't seen to confuse that those blockers up front. And that really concerns me because, you know, going back to my other point about Daniel Jones, you know, to an extent, Daniel Jones has to do it, you know, do certain things by himself, but he also needs help. And I've said this before, I don't care who the quarterback is, who the receivers are, who the running back is, if the offensive line can't get things blocked up, what does it matter? It does. It, it really doesn't. And that's my concern, or one of my concerns, with the matchups this weekend between Dallas and the Giants. Now, another concern I have, I'll mention, is the Cowboys' running game, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Now, you know, those two guys, I think, are probably as good of a one-two punch as the Giants have seen since a couple weeks ago when they saw Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt of the uh, Cleveland Browns. So I'm concerned about Elliott and Pollard. Uh, to give you some numbers here, uh, the Giants last week were, were gashed by the Baltimore Ravens 249 yards. That's a season high. Elliott alone has seen the Giants seven times and has rushed for 90 or more yards in four of those seven games. And um, Pollard, let's see, the, the Cowboys, okay, the Cowboys rushing game over the last four games has rushed for 206.5 yards on the ground. And that includes a season high 151 yards last week against the Eagles. Not good news if you consider that the, over that same four-game span, the Giants' run defense has allowed opponents to run for 156.2 yards on the ground. Just not a very promising matchup. Now, part of the problem with the uh, with the Giants and the run defense has was gap integrity. You also saw guys not, you know, they were falling off of blocks or, or not, or getting stonewalled, I should say. They were getting caught up in the wash and they just have to do a better job this week setting the edges and plugging up those lanes. I mean, the, if the Cowboys start to gash the Giants on the ground, like the Ravens did last week, like the Cleveland Browns did the other week, it's all over. It doesn't matter, you know, what, what the, the passing game does. And, and P.S., the Cowboys have a pretty good passing game as well. Andy Dalton last week, I think, had his best performance against that Eagles, def uh, Eagles defense. So there are matchup concerns that, you know, you look at this Cowboys team and you say, oh, you know, they should be a better matchup for the Giants. The Giants should be in the same ballpark with them like they were the first time around. I don't know, folks. I mean, I want to think so. And I'm, I'm generally very optimistic about that stuff, but I need to see it. 
And uh, with the way the Giants have been playing of late, I'm not going to lie to you. I have my doubts and I hope I am wrong because I would love nothing better than to have another week at least of football to talk about here on the Lachlan Giants podcast. All right, folks, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, I have a few Twitter Tuesday questions I need to get to. They came in after I taped yesterday's show. So we will do that when we come back after these messages. Are we ready for some football? College football heads into bowl season. And the NFL has some big matchups coming up as the 2020 regular season comes to a close and the playoff picture becomes clearer. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked On Giants segment three. Patricia Trainer here with you, and we're doing a little bit of a grab bag as usual. Um, very popular format. Like to do it on a Wednesday, usually on a Friday, and. Um, Actually, for tomorrow's show, for Thursday's show, I'm going to be joined by uh, Landon McCool, who is the co-host of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We're going to do our crossover show. And that's always a fun show to do, the, the crossover shows. You really learn a lot about the opposing team from these crossover shows. And, and why not? Because here at the Locked On Podcast Network, we... All the hosts really know their teams as well as you're going to find anybody out there. So uh, we hope you enjoy those crossover shows. And as I promised, uh, we will get to some of these leftover Twitter Tuesday questions. Um, Empire PR man, Ruben Martinez, who's been a longtime listener and a loyal listener, um, asked about the matchup between the Giants defensive line and the Cowboys offensive line. And Ruben, I, I actually touched a little bit on that in the last segment. Um, the Giants basically last week against the Ravens were just, that defensive line was invisible. The Cowboys offensive line, one of the things I'm looking to see is, um, are they going to, um, have Zach Martin? For this game. Now, there was a report by Mike Fisher of Cowboys Maven, and Mike's as connected to the Cowboys as anybody, who said that, um, you know, the Cowboys were going to maybe get, take a look at Zach Martin, who has been on IR the last several weeks, and see if maybe he's good to go. Now, I also saw this morning that there was a report that Jerry Jones on, on a local Dallas Fort Worth radio station said that. Zach Morton would probably not be available. So I guess, Ruben, to answer your question, the Cowboys offensive line as we know it today is not the same line that basically was one of, if not the best in the NFL for a number of years. The Giants should win that matchup. I say should because you just don't know. Um, but, uh, I think Zach Martin, whether or not he plays, that's going to be a big one, a big determination if they're able to, you know, win those battles. All right. Uh, next question comes from Rico Delore. 
um, who asks, do you think Jason Garrett will have interest as a head coaching candidate this year? Um, I don't. I'd be surprised, and I'll tell you why. There's a lot of up-and-coming offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators. I think, you know, um, Brian DeBowell up in Buffalo has to get a look. I would think Eric Bieniemy out in Kansas City is going to get a look. You might see some college coaches. I mean, look, not, no disrespect to Jason Garrett, but I'm just wondering if maybe his time passed. You know, he's he's been in the league a long time, and and I get you know I get your point. You know, last year he might have gotten some offers had Jerry not held him to the last day of his contract, but. I I just don't know that Jason Garrett is going to be a hot coaching commodity, especially when you look at how the Giants' offense has performed uh, this season. I, I I would be surprised at that, to be honest with you. Okay, and then finally we have a question from Ski Fam Vermont Ski Family. So they must be enjoying the winter months now with all that snow and ski, skiing opportunity. And they ask, um, actually, let's see, is this a question or just, all right, random observations. Xavier is fast and flies to the ball. Coughlin, Crowder, and Cam are late round gems. Judge doing a good job. Giants need a high draft pick more than, more than one and done playoff run. Okay. It's not really a question, just observations. So, um, my feedback on, um, uh, on your observations, Coughlin Crowder and Cam Brown, they're, they're serviceable players. I don't know that I would call them gems. When I think of a gem, a late round gem, I think of an Ahmad Bradshaw, a guy who makes a, a major impact. I think the jury is still out on those, those three linebackers you mentioned. Promising, I would say, you know, is, is the word I would use to describe them. I wouldn't call them gems just yet. Um, judge doing a good job of getting young players playing time. Absolutely. I agree with you. Although, you know, at the expense of the, especially in the offensive line with that rotation, I just think that's, I, you know, I would not be surprised if that's mucking up the communication and preventing that group from really achieving true cohesiveness to where they can, you know, come together and, and handle these twists and stunts that they've just been fooled on so badly all year long. Um, let's see. You also said Giants need a high draft pick more than a one-and-done playoff run. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, you know, I know some of you have said, what's the matter with you? You've said in the past that you play to win, and I get that. But, you know, again, you you play to win. And I know you line up every week because you can't sit there and say, oh, if the Giants get into the playoffs, they're going to be one and done. That's why you line up. But I, I don't know. I just, to me, I would rather have, you know, it, it's hard to explain. I mean, I, I don't want the Giants to lose. I'm, I'm not saying that's what I want. I would have liked it, I think, if the Giants had been in control of their own destiny. And I don't think, you know, they're not. They have to rely on, on Philly to beat Washington. Um, I just wonder what this team would look like if they had a few more pieces. I think then they'd really, really be competitive and we'd, and, and would be relevant and we're talking about on a national level more so than what they are now. So I, I'm really torn about that. You know, I've talked about that 
on a couple of shows this week, and I've been asked about that. And again, if the Giants go on and they they get a playoff game, that means more checks for me. The more the Giants play, the more checks I get. So for me to to kind of like be wishy-washy about that, I know it's unusual, but um, I, I just feel like the Giants, they've made such great progress and I just would like to see them be able to build more. But, you know, on the flip side, you know, I'll say this. There are promising players to be found in every round, at every um, level of the draft. You can come up with a, a, a golden, you know, goose, if you will, in, in uh, you know, the bottom half of the first round, just as easily as you can come up with a, a, a bust in the first half of the first round. You know, you, you look at the Giants draft history, right? Michael Strahan was a second round draft pick, Hall of Famer. So, you know, I guess it's narrow minded to say, Oh, you know, take the high draft pick and call it a day. So I, you know, I, I agree with that, but just, you know, I just want to see the Giants do well. At the end of the day, that's what I want to see. And, you know, if it means they go on to the playoffs, great. Hey, I'll be here. I'll be talking about it. I'll be breaking it down like I've done every other game. If they don't, I, I don't think I would be that upset, even though, again, it means a lost paycheck. So my two cents on that. And uh, I know that sounds, you know, kind of confusing, but it's, it's, it, it's, I'm conflicted. I, I admit it. I'm conflicted. So, all right, Giant fans, that is going to do it for this edition of the Locked on Giants podcast. And before we say goodbye, just a reminder that Wednesdays on the Locked on NFL, they take a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchises. Tony Wiggins and James Rapine are joined every week by a Locked on Draft expert to talk prospects in the upcoming draft and young NFL players fresh in the league. Did your team have a big rookie performance this week, or are they shaping up to have a premier draft pick in the 2021 draft? Get everything you need to know on Wednesdays on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, folks, we will talk to you tomorrow again. Tomorrow will be Crossover Thursday. Special guest Landon McCool of Locked On Cowboys. Until then, have a good one.